0: Apple revealed iOS 17 at WWDC, and it looks like it's more than a maintenance release. We're talking about the features of iOS 17 that caught our eye in this episode of the Macworld Podcast. Stay tuned. Welcome to the Macworld Podcast. I'm Roman Loyola here with Jason Cross. Good morning. And Michael Simon. Hello, sir. Before WWDC. You thought I wasn't going to say that. You thought uh, I, no, no, we knew. <laughs> <laughs> the rumor it was that iOS 17 would be filled with features and fixes that have been requested by users for a long time, and maybe that didn't sound very glamorous. But after what we saw at WWDC, I think Jason and Mike would agree with me that iOS 17
1: actually has some pretty cool stuff in it. Uh, yeah, I mean. 17 generations in Apple's not going to let one go by without something that's, you know, headline worthy. I'll say for lack of a better word. I mean, iOS 17 isn't as big as iOS 16.
2: In a way, I think it's bigger. Uh, I think it has more stuff that'll impact more people, but it doesn't have anything where you're going to pick up your phone after updating and go like, Oh, there's this whole new thing I got to learn. Right. It's more like a lot of little things you've requested and wanted all this time are now available to you. Right. But, but nobody needs to go make their new custom uh lock screen, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and all that. They, there is something that's like that. It's that um the, they call them, what do they call them? Posters, contact posters. And that's very similar to making your custom lock screen. You do the same, it's your name, but you get to kind of customize it and customize the font and you get to, Pick what picture you want to have and stuff like that. Uh, And that's cool. I think a lot of people will like that. It's what you see. It's what other people will see when you call them. It's sort of an expansion on the little contact bubble, the little round icon for you. you. You've for a long time now been able to set that and it could be an emoji or something like that. And then send it to iCloud, and then other people will get notified, hey, there's an update to this. Do you want it and stuff? And this is sort of like an expansion to that, where you get to sa- save and send something. And then anytime someone calls you who has I- who has iOS 17 and has set up their contact poster, you're going to see this big full screen, whatever the pictures they want you to see.
0: It, it feels very much like an Apple feature. Like It's kind of flashy, or... You can make it as flashy as you want as a user.
2: And it requires a lot of back-end stuff on their side because all your contact poster has to get sent to the internet. And then when you con- call somebody else who is a contact of yours or uh, they like it has to match that contact and they have to send that picture to that person because how does it get on someone else's phone, right? So there's, there's some back-end stuff going there that's not just being handled by your carrier by the call. It's kind of an interesting thing.
1: Is it going to be the new green bubbles? <laughs> yeah, I don't know if it, if it gets ever uh, Google has a similar thing with its Gmail. Like you can set your own little profile, and it and like when you text someone, it, 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 you can you you can set that as as their as their avatar, I guess, so to speak. Um, Jason, you have you you've you've played around with this the contact card.
2: I've made mine. And it's a little, still a little buggy and wonky, but I don't have other people with iOS 17 calling me to test it with. So, and it's, this is developer beta one. So like any kind of how well does it work is like, you you can't really say this is so much stuff is broken in developer beta one. It, that's just the way it goes. It's, it's there for developers to start using new frameworks and filing bugs and stuff.
1: So. My, my question was going to be, does it like follow you elsewhere or is it just the phone app? Like, is it, is there a little version of it in your email? Is it a little version of texting or is it still independent of those apps?
2: I, I think the way it works is it's anywhere your contact, it's it's called a contact poster, not like a, a phone poster and stuff. And I think it's anywhere your contact picture would show up. So it, in somebody else's contacts, if they open up contacts and they looked at Jason Cross, they would see my contact photo.
1: In their like contact in
2: app? In their contact. It gets like a big
1: Oh, picture. all right. Right. Okay. Is <laughs> is there a tendency for abuse here or is it like very limited with
2: what you can set as your contact card? It's not limited. You get to pick your picture and stuff, but – there is now that that same thing that they used to have just for child accounts through messages and stuff that like de- detecting uh, nudity and stuff and then blurring it and warning you. That used to be just like a it used to be. It still is just a feature for child accounts that you can turn on. That's now a system-wide thing. And I think that's one of the reasons why is because they're going to be sending out pictures like this. <laughs> and it probably – will ask the receiving person do you want to make the? do you want this contact poster or something yeah that's that was going to be my next question right but if it's i'm not sure what the the process is there um or it, what it's going to look like by the time it launches this fall but i do believe yeah, if you uh you know start make your contact poster include nudity and stuff like that they're just going to get a blurred out picture and a warning
0: yeah, so the contact posters at the keynote, there was a audible response from developers. They seemed to be impressed with that feature. The other feature that got a lot of audience response at the keynote itself was the live voicemail transcription.
2: We were talking about that in our thing, just, just in our Slack as they announced it. We were like, oh, that's awesome. When you get a voicemail, it
0: transcribes it live on your uh, home screen as the voicemail is being recorded
2: yeah on the lock screen
0: on the lock screen yeah so you can see what's being uh, what kind of voicemail is being your left. phone
2: does have to be unlocked but you just don't swipe up to your home screen because that would just show your all your icons and stuff right but yeah it, it's as long as your phone is unlocked it will actually show real time the text as they're as they're saying it. And then you can – and there's a button there so you can pick up the call if you want.
1: Uh, this we did test, Jason and I, and uh, it worked on his end. Like, he sent me the, the picture of it. it. It worked well. Like, it was – and I, I don't have the clearest speaking voice, as you as listeners can attest. <laughs> and it, it did a really good job of picking up what I would, my you know, my mumbly words, and Jason got an indication of what I wanted to say. Um, it's cool. It should be noted that – so, Google has something somewhat similar to this for a while on Android. Uh, it started on Pixel phones, and I think it expanded to uh, other Android 13 phones. But so it uses Google Assistant, where Google Assistant will answer the call for you and yeah. say, "This is a call screener. Please tell me what you want to, what you're, what you want to talk about, or whatever it is, what you, what you want to say." And that will appear on your phone. So the person will say, "You know, I'm looking to get in touch with Jason about a, a you know, a, a, a new product I want him to review." He would see that and then pick up. It's a little bit, a little bit different, but but a similar, a similar thing.
2: It is recording it as a voicemail, uh, as when when this happens, and it's. Um, I think if you have the feature I, that I have on, which is like block outside number, not block outside numbers, but like it's silent, silence outside calls. Those calls automatically go to voicemail, and get this: when you have this turned on. But anything you send to voicemail, like you can, when your phone's ringing, you can hit the side button and just send it to voicemail. It'll start doing it, start transcribing. It
1: Which voicemail. that kind of seems like what this what this feature is for. Since your phone has to be unlocked, it's when you're using it. You get a call, you hit the the decline button, and then it'll you know if somebody wants to leave a voicemail, it'll. Or even if you're it, not you using it,
2: it like uh, you just got to show your face to the, your phone. Let, let's see what this person has to say. And then you just show show your face to your phone. So it-
1: <laughs> It's basically like reinventing the answering machine from like the mid 80s. Like we used to do this all the time when we had landlines. You know, you would let it ring, 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 ring. The machine would pick up. You hear who it is before call waiting and caller ID and all that stuff. And then you would pick up. And Yeah, you would screen your calls by
2: listening to your answering machine live. And then you would pick up. And this is like the text version of that. It's pretty cool.
1: No, it's a great feature. It'll be used a lot, and I'm sure it'll get even better as it goes along. And it's a sign that Apple is working on this kind of AI stuff, ML stuff, whatever it is behind the scenes, without making like a big grand pretense about it. It's like it's just small little features that 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 help your phone be a little bit smarter.
2: It it is nice they haven't forgotten about the phone experience. Like it feels like that's kind of been static for so long. So with the contact poster thing and the visual voice—they already have the, what they call visual voicemail, but this is a better name for visual. Visual voicemail is a better name for this. Th- these things show that they're not forgetting about the like sort of phone experience.
1: We last that we do everything but make calls on our iPhones, but we do y- use the phone app quite a bit, and it's you know it's, it, these are these are fun little features probably. Couple of years overdue, but they'll they'll still still be useful.
2: There are plenty of other small little like UI changes, the the, the calling screen, just little things like how they place the buttons and stuff that are nice. I think there are improvements and stuff. Uh, you mentioned before about how it, this is ways that they're using AI. Apple doesn't use the word AI in their <laughs> presentations, but but it is. The, I think one of the reasons the visual the live voicemail works well is because there's a new they're using a new language model for both autocorrect and I say dictation, but it's dictation and just anywhere you do speech to text, like talking to Siri and stuff. It's they have a new transformer model, which is a transformer model is like what ChatGPT is. GPT stands for generative pre trained transformer. The transformer models are just like predict the next thing by Training in on huge streams of text and looking at the entirety of what you're typing or doing. It's been my experience, and this is again, developer beta one, so things are always rough, but both autocorrect and every place that I would talk to my phone and it would translate the speech to something, dictation, Siri, whatever, uh, has gotten better. I hesitate to say noticeably better because you can trick yourself. <laughs> you can. You can think every time it does something good, you can think, oh wow. It would always mess that up in before, but and maybe maybe not. But it seems like autocorrect's a lot better. And it really needed to be
1: All the all the headlines after WWDC were that mm-hmm. um your phone will no longer say ducking when you're trying to say the other word, which is something that's been doing that was that started with the original iPhone and it was long mm-hmm. thought to be like Steve Jobs' kind of like Very Puritanian way of thinking, where you know no curse words, no you know explicit images, no naughty apps in the app store. So it supposedly will now learn if you use colorful language with your phone.
2: There's a great uh, Joanna Stern video from a couple years ago where she interviews the guy who's no longer at Apple, who invented autocorrect, about why that happens and where that happens, and basically. If you correctly spelled a curse word, it would do it, but it would never correct a misspell into a curse word. And, and, and it would instead correct it into another word that it thinks is close. So like ducking. <laughs> so everybody would keep saying, it won't let me curse. It's, it's saying ducking, but it's like, no, you misspelled the actual curse word you were trying to do. <laughs>
1: I'm not totally sold on that theory, but maybe.
2: Yeah, and it will still do it. Like if you have iOS 16 today and you exactly spell a curse word, it will let you curse. But m- m- many people, I mean, autocorrect fixes all kinds of words all the time. And it will always autocorrect to a non-curse word. It will never help you curse because it doesn't know if you spell a word wrong. It doesn't know you were trying to curse. But the new model will apparently learn... And add things to the dictionary and suggest them more correctly, including curse words, like based on what you type. Like already there's alert. There's two dictionaries. There's, there's Apple's dictionary of terms and there's things that you say and it kind of learns those things. I think you have to type and, and correct and whatever a, a proper noun or something that's not in a dictionary, something like three or four times in a row to make it stick in the dictionary and start suggesting that thing now it's this complex model and i haven't done enough typing to figure it out it does do that thing that you get in gmail where it like completes sentences for you you get like a thing there and and it will kind of do that not a whole lot like you'll have to type half the sentence first but you can get some multiple word autocomplete it's pretty neat
1: yeah it's funny with all these features how Apple seemed to go out of its way to not mention AI in the WWDC keynote, even though there was a, quite a few features that are clearly using it. They just do not want to get caught up in that hype train.
2: Right. They will use the phrase machine learning. They will talk about models, transformer models and stuff like that, but they don't use the word AI just like there's, it's, it's on that list of Words that Apple just never uses.
1: Other companies go out of their way to apply AI, where it's not even necessarily AI, but they just want to use the word because it's a buzzy and it's trendy.
2: Google Google called itself an AI first company and 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 used that used the term AI like like two hundred times in its developer conference this fall. I mean, this fall, this summer.
0: One of the features that was rumored before the reveal, which is, I guess. Sort of touted as the marquee feature was uh, the new standby mode, where you can put your phone in landscape mode, like on a stand or something like that, and then it will show the clock and can highlight photos and have support for widgets.
2: Yeah, and there's all kinds of different clock treatments, and the widgets can be smart home stuff and all. It's basically like doing your little smart home display, but small on your iPhone. <laughs> Uh, this works on any uh iphone with your as long as it's charging and it's turned landscape it doesn't require the always-on display however if you don't have an always-on display your display will turn off after 30 seconds or whatever you know so it will it will do this standby thing but then your display goes off which kind of defeats the purpose so kind of is for the always-on display phones and it kind of isn't
1: does the always-on display leave? All the stuff, or does it go into like a secondary screen with just the time?
2: I haven't messed with it enough. I think it goes into like a dimmer mode until you interact with it again. You know, but you know, you can set all kinds of different. It it it's the kind of thing that makes me want a MagSafe charging stand that lets me. All my charging stands are like you just lean your phone on it. So it won't it won't go landscape? You can't really turn your phone landscape. It makes me want to do that, so I can just stick my phone landscape. And
1: yeah, I wonder if this is kind of like a a tease for an Apple MagSafe iPhone dock, which is odd that they don't have one. Plenty of iPhone stands in the past. I don't remember when they stopped doing it, but they used to have one that matched the different colors that they came out, and you know it was simple. So I wonder if they come out with like a seventy dollar very. Got a rudimentary MagSafe SIM to, to take advantage of this.
2: No, it'd be $99 and, 99. Rudimentary <laughs> and, and have a cable that's way too short and stuff. <laughs> um, <laughs> optional wheels for $400. Either that or this is a HomePod thing where it's like they're going to come out with a HomePod that's just got a MagSafe, just stick your phone on it. And next year, the iPhone will – I mean, the iPhone, the iPad will get this next year <laughs> and then that'll be a thing. I can very much see third party companies making a thing that you attach to your HomePod or HomePod Mini. There'll be like different versions. That's a stand with MagSafe that you can stick your phone to. It's got to, you'd have to run another cord because it's got to be charging and you can't detach the power cord to your HomePod. (laughs) So it's not like they can make a two in one cord. But somebody will make a, some third party will make a thing that like, attaches to the base of your HomePod and sticks up a little pole and a little charger so you can stick your iPhone on it and have a little two-in-one thing.
1: The new Google tablet, I think that's all it's called, the Google Pixel, I forget, whatever it's called. Um, They have a a stand that's kind of just like that, where it's a tablet stand and it also pops into a dock that basically turns it into a a smart speaker, which yeah, this, this type of thing would work great on the iPad.
2: Yeah, it's called Pixel Tablet and it's its charging dock stand is a, you magnetically like stick it on basically a Google Assistant speaker. And it comes with, right? They come together. Yes, it does. Yep, yep. It's a slick idea. I feel like any iPad that has those little connectors on the – like some iPads have the connectors on the horizontal end, you know smart connector i think i feel like that's what they need any of those just make make one that supports any of those would be great
1: the pixel tablet reviews came out today and everybody was like yeah this thing is fine but the stand is what makes it worth buying it should be noted that none are uh, none there are no ipads that have always on display so that could be part of the reason why they de- they're they delaying it to next year they also always delay uh, uh ios features by a year seemingly so it could be that too.
2: There also aren't any with OLED screens, so you don't really have to worry about burn in. You could, and since it's got to be charging, it'd be charging at the thing. It would just, if it just went into kind of a lower power state when you weren't using it dim a little bit, it'd be fine. It could do that and charge. So I think it'd be any iPad with a smart connector could have an always on display when they're on the stand. And in fact, the iPhones could too. I, I There's no real reason why, since you need to be charging for standby to operate, there's no real reason that any of the iPhones couldn't just keep the screen on. And and maybe they will. It's uh, early developer beta one. A lot of stuff doesn't quite yet work the way it's intended to. So
0: There are a couple of new drop features. There's a new airdrop feature is similar to an Android feature.
2: Was it Galaxy S5 that did this? Yeah, I can't remember. It was Were a while you, back. You touch the backs of your phones together and it tr- trades contacts. That became an official Android feature a, c- a couple of years after that. But Samsung had their version, I want to say, first. S- Galaxy S4, Galaxy S5. They even featured it in one of those commercials where they always make fun of Apple people for standing in line. Now Apple did the same thing, and they called it name drop. You don't touch the backs of your phones together; you just bring them near each other.
1: Yeah, it has a slick, slick animation.
2: Uh, and it works with your Apple Watch too. You can just bring your phone to someone's watch or something, and that's, for example, like one of the places you would see the contact poster because it's on your contact card. It's on it's your contact. You get the big picture. In addition to you just trading your contact info that way, you can also initiate AirDrop if you're sending people photos or something and you hit airdrop, you can just bring your phone next to somebody instead of that whole dance about like, well, well how come you're not showing up on my list and all that other shit? <laughs> <Yeah>. That better <laughs> I wonder if that feature will supersede your setting for accept airdrop from contacts only and stuff like that. Because now, now it turns back to that after some time as a security measure. You can't set it to accept airdrop from everyone and keep it that way. After a few hours or something like that, it, it turns back to contacts only. But there would be no reason to have to do that if you have to bring your phone within a couple inches of somebody's.
0: And also, airdrop now you don't have to stick around uh, if you're still doing a if you're doing like a large file transfer. The old way was you had had to wait before the transfer was done before you could go your own ways. Now you can do that immediately and it will complete the uh, transfer over the internet.
2: That's one of the ones that in the small text is a coming later this year thing. So that won't won't happen with iOS 17's release. That'll happen in 17.1 or 17.2 or something like that.
0: My favorite feature is the ability to have multiple timers.
2: <laughs> yes. The uh, HomePod Finally. has had that. The HomePod got roundly criticized for not having multiple timers because people use them in their kitchens and stuff so much. And they added it, but just to the HomePod. And now it's everywhere. Now it's on Mac and iPhone and everything. Or not now, but I, in uh, this fall it will be on everything. My wife's favorite feature is going to be
0: the new crossword puzzle on News Plus.
2: <laughs> I, I I'm so curious what that's going to look like. Uh, it's not live or anything, so like, can you go back and do earlier days ones? Is it a long catalog of them, and they just add one every day? Like, uh, what is it? It does seem like an odd feature
0: to come up with. I wonder how that came about. There must have been some sort of thing that they've.
2: I don't know, but of all the things for them to Sherlock crossword apps was not <laughs> the one I had on my list. You do need News right. Plus. You don't need. It's not just right. in Apple News. You you need the pay News Plus. But so many people, I, I assume, a lot of people have Apple One, or at least the basic Apple One, and and News I think comes with all of them, and, at least in the U.S. And-,
0: and we're now going to get into the features that maybe aren't necessarily marquee features, but they're they're helpful features nonetheless. Like, you can now ping your – you'll be able to ping your Apple Watch.
1: Yeah, that's one of the ones, like, I did, didn't realize you couldn't do that.
2: <laughs> you can do it the you other it, way. You can do it the other way, right. And Right. Uh, yeah, and we use that all the time. My wife always uses that, like, you know, yeah. pinging her phone. So, this goes the other way. Spotlight search is going to get
0: better. There'll be some new Fitness Plus custom plans. This is a feature that I've I've kind of wanted is to be able the ability to lock the white balance when recording a video.
2: Yes. Yeah.
0: I don't know why they hadn't done that and they finally now are letting you do that.
2: Yeah, that's one of those things that one of those reasons people used third party video recording apps. Right.
0: Instead of me just going down the list, do you guys have any other features that you think are worth mentioning? There's
2: some new good new passcode stuff. There's like you can share you can do like a shared pass. You can pick passcodes to share with contacts that you trust. The two-factor authentication autofill from messages, they now will do autofill from email as well, from the mail app, I should say. So it, as long as your mail app is getting your, your email to which you get your banking two-factor authentication code, it will autofill from there. And there's a setting to delete those after you get them in messages yeah, or that's mail. my
1: that's my absolute favorite thing.
2: It won't go back and delete all your old ones, only new ones that come in after you t- turn that on. But after it uses it and it has to autofill it. That's the other thing. If you type it in yourself, it's not. But if you use that autofill, it will delete that text or that email, which is awesome.
1: That's one of those things like I'm very particular about messages. So I'm always swiping, delete, swipe, delete, swipe, delete, like
2: that'll be great for that to just go away without me doing anything. You can go get all your old ones gone and then you won't have to worry about that anymore. People probably still should not use SMS for their two-factor authentication codes as much as possible. Yeah.
1: I mean, that, that's true. But a lot of times email, you don't have any choice. Like it's an app that, like that's the only way to do it. So
2: Yeah. And email's not as bad because you can't, as, you can't send spoof on email, you know. Address or something.
0: There's a new cropping tool, so you're gonna be able to. I don't want to say it's not instantly crop, but it's like a a quick access to crop a photo. So that that's another tool that I'm going to be using quite often. You can now listen to web pages. Is that an all or nothing thing, or can you select certain sections of a web page and listen to it?
2: Um, When you're on a web page, you tap the. The thing that's like the the little a and the big a, the thing that like you use to get more information, you know, more info on the site or something, um, and do like request deb- desktop site or or text size and all that other stuff. And on pages that support it, so things like Google search results don't, but something like MacWorld does. There'll just be a listen to page button, and it'll just start reading the page to you. So I don't know if it's sophisticated enough for you to like highlight text. And then if you hit listen to page, it will just be that section or something. But it's basically just going to read the page too, which is great if you got like a big news article. One of those like 4,000 word features and you just want to, it's practically a podcast. And at that point, you will just listen. Speaking of audio stuff, there's a, a new feature though it will Uh, that ios 17 will add to the second gen airpods pro called adaptive audio that basically combines active noise cancellation and transparency mode and will just change them as you go about your business the more background noise there is the less transparency there will be and the more it will block out sound but then when someone's Talking to you, something you're facing, something forward to you, it will let that speech through and stuff. Like it's like a dynamic, constantly updating, change to noise reduction. You know, it's pretty. It's kind of an interesting concept.
1: Yeah, that's that's another non AI AI thing. Right? Yeah, right. <laughs> Um, The widgets, uh, Jason wrote a story today about widgets and how they're taking you over everything. Watch, it's a big part of Watch. Now they're on the Mac and on the iPhone and and all those other devices, they're interactive now. So when you tap them, something will happen other than the app opening. Like you can cancel a reminder or check off a thing or you can turn the lights on, things like that.
2: Yeah, I can't wait for developers to be able to submit apps to the app store that use that. Like it won't be until... A week before iOS 17's launch, that they start accepting app submissions to the App Store that use all the new frameworks and everything. So all the third-party widgets don't do that yet, but Apple's do the Home and Reminders and all kinds of stuff. It has dynamic stuff. Have you tried out the new stickers, Jason? I have not. They- I have not made <laughs> stickers, but there's all kinds of sticker stuff. There's all
1: kinds I mean,
2: there's there's lots of sticker stuff you can lift. The subject from a photo which is an old thing and just like turn it into a sticker and it has like it can look like one of those puffy glossy stickers where like as you move your phone it's the, all kinds of mm-hmm. stuff it's, it's a big thing i have not <laughs> i haven't tried it out yet i'll tell you what i have tried and and again developer beta one things are buggy always gonna give that context but i have tried the new series stuff which is that you don't have to say hey before you can just say Siri and then ask something and you can interrupt it while it's giving you the answer and just say the next thing without the trigger word again and all. It has been shockingly good. My voice is not usually a problem for Siri. So everybody's got their own accent and everything. And I got to say, as an example, we have been sitting here talking about it this whole time. My phone is sitting next to me on the desk and has not triggered
0: Mm. I was about to ask you.
2: I've even though I've said Siri a million times, I just did it again. It didn't get confused and think I was prompting it,
1: so it can understand like using that word in conversation versus you know starting a sentence.
2: Right. So I'm saying Siri to you all the time right now, and it's not lighting up at all. But when I go, Siri, what's the weather today? And now it's gone. Expect
1: some clear skies today. Alright. Daytime temperature.
2: That's
0: good. That's pretty cool. That's very yes. good. Nice. So, uh,
2: that was my big worry is when they got rid of the hey, (laughs) or you can still say hey if you want, and you can actually go into settings and make it so you still have to if you want. But I was worried it was going to trigger on every stupid TV show and commercial and everything, and I have had zero of that. So, this new language model, this new like I understand context a bit thing seems to be working out. This whole podcast, we haven't triggered it, and I've said it a million times. <laughs> I haven't triggered it except for that one time I tried to.
1: It's a big problem with Alexa in my house. Siri, not so much because it's not a word that we use all that often.
2: And you have to say but hey.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe it's because my, my home pod isn't close enough to my TV, but whenever whatever I'm watching like Major League Baseball on, on Apple TV, like they say it constantly in the commercial break and, it, and it, it doesn't trigger that, but maybe it's because I, I'm thinking the setup is probably just too far away. but I it all the time like constantly. <laughs> um, that's that's a that's a great like small little quality of life feature That's good. that probably will make people use it more often.
2: Yes, I think so. I think that the results for Siri in the last uh, year or two have been getting better. Mm-hmm. I think just just asking random stuff from the web can I, can my dog eat strawberries whatever? <laughs> so many of my google questions are what can my dog eat um <laughs> can, can i give my dog this um but it's gotten a lot better about all that kind of stuff and just giving you answers from the internet and all the th- you know and, and weather and everything everything's been getting better there but the experience of it actually understanding you and triggering properly has been bad and i hesitate to say iOS 17 will fix it but it sure seems so far. Like, it's going to fix it. (laughs) I
1: mean, to be fair to Siri, you know, like Amazon and Google haven't really been doing much with theirs either. In fact, in my experience, Amazon's has gotten a little bit worse over the last
2: year or so. It feels like they gave up.
1: Yeah, it really does. Kudos to Apple for continuing this project and not just saying, you know, wiping it, washing its hands of it because it is an important part of the phone and all of its devices. To start this project, bring it everywhere, and then just say, yeah, we're done. This is a better. If you're going to do like small, little incremental upgrades each year, I'm I'm okay with that. And it's going to be a big part of Vision Pro as well. They didn't really get into that, but they kept saying voice, 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 and I'm sure Siri is going to be a big part of that.
2: And but uh, yeah, so for, so far the new language model stuff that kind of is in the background of autocorrect dictation and Siri on iOS 17, even though it's developed beta one, I am pretty impressed with that so far. And that's just such a huge source of frustration that people have with their iPhones. Just that's that engine, ge- all those things in general, if nothing goes wrong, or if I'm not just an outlier, cause it's so hard to tell at this point, I feel like people are going to be really happy with iOS 17 having nothing to do with any new feature, just <laughs> the things that don't Feel broken to you anymore.
1: We should talk about just for a couple of seconds of how wrong most of the rumors were about iOS 17. There was a bunch of stuff, and a lot of it came from that a- Analyst 941 saga, which we don't know what actually happened there. If that was just a big, you know, spoof, who knows? And a lot that, you know, us or we and other sites, I won't say fell for because they seemed plausible at the time, but we did publish them and and report on them. And, you know, like things like the control center getting a major revamp and uh, the app library getting customizable folders, just nowhere to be found.
2: And I really kind of wish that app library thing was true. (laughs)
1: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) All the rumors I wish were true. Like a lot of them were, yeah, I was looking forward
2: (laughs) to. Yeah. Uh, That was all part of Apple's campaign to find their leaker they, allegedly they feed yeah different people different uh wrong information that's slightly different and, and then they can collate that together and to figure out who the leaker is
1: and once again mark Erman his source is plugged in because he got everything everything he predicted came came to pass including um like a couple weeks before he we talked about that new journaling app which we did get you know he's he's still until proven otherwise the source to trust on this stuff.
2: His source is Craig Federighi.
1: It might be, it might be.
2: <laughs> he leaks stuff to German every now and then.
1: Yeah. Um, you know, it's frustrating sometimes because he he'll go he'll go weeks months without really reporting anything new. He'll kind of just repackage old stuff. Um, if he reports something, it's it's pretty accurate.
2: Yeah, his stuff has been pretty accurate, and when it's not accurate, it's usually this is something they were planning and it's just going to get delayed or changed. You know, and he'll even report on that. Like this is this was in the plans, and it's it's going to be changed.
1: A good example of that's the Mac Pro, which was supposed to have this M2 Extreme processor with you know how many cores, and instead it was just the M2 Ultra. And he reported a while ago, like all right, this this original plan is abandoned, and now instead it's getting this. It's going to look the same. He got that right, and it's going to have limited expandability, which he got that right also. So yeah, he is uh, he is plugged in at Apple. iOS seventeen
0: officially ships this fall there is a beta program that's open to everybody if you're willing to take the chance uh, (laughs) using beta one software
2: oh yeah we should mention that's a little bit different now it it's the developer beta used to require you to have a paid developer program be in the developer program which is a paid hundred dollar a year thing but there are free developer accounts that really get you nothing more than access to the developer message boards and,
0: and
2: documentation and the developer beta is this year as a new thing available to those people so you can sign up for a free you have to go sign up for a developer account but you can sign up for one for free now and, and not pay your hundred dollars a year because you don't want to publish apps and stuff and run the dev beta if you want. I don't suggest it. <laughs> Wait for public beta next month if you want <laughs> to, to run the beta
1: but yeah the, the public beta is um basically like it'll be like the dev beta two or three so they iron out some of the the real nasty bugs if there are any and then they let the public try it out.
2: For the big major release, there's usually two or three uh, dev beta releases. And it's like four to six weeks later, we get the public beta. So it'll be sometime in the middle of July. But we have several articles
0: on our website about iOS 17. So check out macworld.com. We also have a list in our show notes. That does it for this episode of the Macworld Podcast, episode 846. Thanks to Jason Cross. Thank you. Thanks to Michael Simon. Thank you, sir. And thanks to you, the audience. Thank you for tuning in. You can subscribe to the Macworld podcast in the podcast app on Spotify or through any other podcast app. If you have any comments or questions, send us an email at podcast at macworld.com or contact us through Twitter. That's at Macworld or on the Macworld Facebook page. Join us in the next episode of the Macworld Podcast as we talk about the latest in the world of Apple. See you next time.